Welcome to One Weird Trick, a podcast giving advice for better living. Your hosts, Aaron and Cecily, have zero legal, medical, or psychological qualifications to give advice. Please consider any advice you receive from them as being from well-meaning, but human and imperfect friends. Please consult actual professionals for any serious legal, medical, or mental help you may need. And now, here's Cecily and Aaron. Welcome to One Weird Trick, the show where we exchange our little weird tricks on how to get more enjoyment, more fulfillment, more peace, and more pleasure out of this crazy bullshit thing we're all forced to deal with. It's called life. Mm. I'm your host, Aaron. And I am your bullshit host, Cecily. (laughs) And this week, got some premium grade BS to talk about. First, Mm -hmm. Cecily will be talking about something called mindfulness meditation. You can't see it, but she's making the (laughs) om face without the om noise (laughs) sound. Yeah, sound, sound noise. noise. Stop making that frequency. Stop, <laughs> stop making that om noise over there. It's driving me crazy. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm, del- I'm I'm editing this, and I will be talking about financial freedom once we're done with this. Uh, specifically, how to get out of debt if you find yourself in debt. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty easy to do when you. Uh, the cost of living is not equal to what we're being paid. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about that, too. A little preamble on it. Uh, tell us about your mindfulness meditation. Okay. I heard a report today that alcohol misuse is up 5% this year alone. I'm shocked it's not higher, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but that, that is kind of a big tick. I guess a lot of people are putting that $1,200 stimulus check to good use. <laughs> yeah. And this has got me thinking that everyone, especially the extroverted people, but even including introverted people, are getting pretty sick of this quarantine thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your social skills are just like any other muscle, and you've got to exercise them to keep them from atrophying. Zoom parties and Discord games with your friends can only get you so far. And I am choosing to purposefully not address the people who are still meeting up and going out to eat in crowding bars. So you're doing all this drinking, you might be unemployed, you're getting fat, and your social skills are deteriorating, and you just can't stop refreshing the doom scroll. Which is deteriorating faster, liver and kidneys or social skills? I don't know. Neck and neck. (laughs) So what do? I would like to suggest engaging in mindfulness. Mindfulness is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations. And it's used as a therapeutic technique. That is from dictionary.com. It's a practice that is beneficial for dealing with depression, stress, anxiety, and drug or alcohol recovery. It even helps with getting to sleep, tackling panic attacks as they're happening, and silencing that ever-present inner critic. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to ground yourself and just be present in the moment. Put away all of your other thoughts and just become aware of your body and breathing and completely clear your mind. This is done through a form of meditation. So you can start right now by sitting down with your feet firmly on the ground or cross-legged on the floor or however you feel comfortable. Close your eyes and breathe deeply. Take slow, deep breaths and let it fill your body. Focus on how your breath feels entering your body, how your chest rises and falls, how your diaphragm and belly expand. Once you get the breathing down, 
Then you become aware of your surroundings. The sound of your house humming, the temperature of the air, itches and tingles in your body. You can't experience cravings or nagging thoughts when you are focused solely on your breathing. This is good practice for just centering yourself, and it will take practice. That's exactly how my therapist explained it too. The whole like focus on your breathing, your navel moving in and out. The, mm-hmm. It's like it's it's that's right on. Mm-hmm. So at this point, once you reach the center, if something's weighing heavily on you, then you can allow it in. Focus on that thing and experience it. Think about it without judgment. It's not going to be a positive or a negative thing. You just want to experience it. If you do have an emotional reaction, then you should experience that too from the state of peace. And you can really understand yourself, your feelings, and gain some clarity about it. If your mind starts to race or you lose focus, then just start over. Feeling calm now? Better. 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 There's lots of apps out there that you can use to help practice doing this guided meditation. There are some freemium ones that I would avoid because there are already so many free resources out there. I just downloaded the Mindfulness Coach, which actually was created by the VA. Hmm. So uh, specifically for veterans. Our tax dollars at work. <laughs> yeah. And it's got, it's got fun animations and, and things to keep it interesting and help you practice. And, you know, you can also look on YouTube. There's a lot of free videos out there and uh, resources that you can use. You know, get a, a sound machine or is that what it's called? A white noise machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Do people still buy machines anymore? I don't think because your phone, speaking of free apps, there's a million of things that yeah. if you want. Any kind of white noise, any kind of frequency, brown noise. <laughs> I've heard a, lot, I've heard a lot about it. No, have you heard this brown noise? The brown note that makes you Not shit the your brown. pants? <laughs> Uh, that was disproved on Mythbusters, but the the brown brown noise it's like uh, a, a little bit more lower frequency, and it's supposed to like uh, block sounds better in certain environments. Like you know, I don't know, maybe white noise is better for city, brown noise is better for country. I don't know, yeah. but I just know that that's like and pink. There's also a pink noise that's is supposed there? to like calm and relax. I don't know. Hmm. Is that like sex sounds? Is that like it, Marvin Gaye? It is. The it sounds. Noise. It sounds like stirring macaroni. <laughs> just wop on repeat (laughs) it is it is uh so yeah that's my one weird trick for the week it's something Uh, i'm certainly going to be practicing man i want to chime in on here too because not not to uh give an alternative to what you said because again you're right on but like another thing that i found mindfulness meditation presence to do uh a wonder for is like you know that feeling of when your life is just flying by mm-hmm. like god the the days and the weeks and the even years are just flying by um mindfulness and presence does a number to slow that down mm-hmm. like there's like a lot you know like um having different new experiences like when you get in a rut or routine that's another way because if you're not having new experiences your brain um just kind of like all categorizes them as like up oh, same shit same day same shit same day mm-hmm. but if you have like different things like you you do things on a weekend or you're taking a new class or something um your brain stores those differently so it you, it affects your perception of time um but you know here in the you know covid times it's hard to have those new fun experiences all the time so mindfulness meditation is another way to just kind of slow things down and let your you know, because uh, because you're you're always gonna have new thoughts and and new feelings mm-hmm. and dealing with them. Um, yeah, something I need to get back to for Just sure. Want to be present in the moment. It helps you, you know, from get unstuck from the past or stop worrying about the future. 
a lot of times people talk about the monkey brain, that kind of thing, where it's like if you got like a big task list and anytime you got a moment to react, it's like always like back there trying to, you know, uh, provoke your flight or uh, fight response. Meditation is a good way to chill all that out. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's it's so useful for so many different things. Um, It's great. Great trick. Yeah. Great weird trick. It's you know, I'm I'm especially looking forward to using this to help me sleep better. Yeah. Sleep has been hard to come by lately. It's and a great way to time to practice too. If you can't sleep, meditate, mm-hmm. mindfulness, presence, because it's a great way to make you sleepy too. It beats yeah. counting sheep. <laughs> it really I mean, does. E- and even counting sheep, I think, is, you know, uh everyone's dismissive. It's like the shit you picked up from cartoons, but it is a primitive form of meditation. Mm-hmm. Just doing something routine, taking your mind off something, uh, centering it on some routine task. It's the same as focusing on your breathing or the tension leaving your body or whatnot. Yeah. There's this um, this method for helping me fall asleep that I use, that I invented all by myself. Mm-hmm. And that is to imagine, you know, this blank white canvas. And mm. my thoughts as they come in are, you know, they go paste, they're pasted onto the canvas. And when it starts to fill up, I keep refreshing it and keep imagining a new white canvas. And it's kind of the same thing. That's just known as emptying the, your mind. It's known as the kingpin meditation from daredevil uh the it's known as the, it's the, the jack jackson pollock <laughs> jackson pollock isms god i can't even say his name yeah. <laughs> although i uh, a, a weird trick on your weird trick if you're doing it for sleep at night another thing i like to do in addition to the breathing and the meditation is um um this the cycle of like flexing and then relaxing your muscles sequentially like scrunch up every muscle on your face that you can for like five seconds and then completely relax them and then flex every muscle in your neck for five seconds and then relax then do it in your shoulders then your pecs then your arms and your finger or you can do it the other thing sometimes people do it uh, the opposite you you ball your fists and your feet and then you kind of like work the tension on the way up but then when you get all the way to your fingertips and your toes and then go back to your face and and, and uh, are you still carrying that stress and tension and keep scrunching you you know it's, it's another thing yeah it's a, exactly like I know that there's been a big rise in bruxism, you know, people clenching oh, yeah. their jaws and grinding their teeth, I, especially me. So that's another way just to relax. It's just all about move. getting your mind and your body back in, in sync and in touch. So just Being totally aware. Yep. All right. I want to talk about financial freedom, which might turn into a series because there's just tons of stuff. Um, but specifically today, I want to talk about getting out of debt because this is something that changed my life in my late 20s, early 30s. Um, I want to have a little preamble here. It says, I realize that not everyone is in a position to take advantage of this because our system in so many ways is broken mm-hmm. and people get trapped in like debt cycles. Um, so if you can't do this or you can't do this fully, don't beat yourself up. This is obviously something that's supposed to be positive. And, you know, I'm trying to do what I can with my individual power and voice and, and, and political activities to change things for the better. But we are still stuck in, a, you know, a rigged system. Um, and I know a lot of people making it worse. Like we don't get a good financial education, not at school. A lot of times our parents, you know, what, what we're encouraged to do in society is consume. And then when we can't consume enough, just buy it on credit. Um, and those are very recent things. Like these are things that our grandparents generation just, you know, the idea of getting a credit card and purchase things on credit, buying a car on credit, whatever. Um, you know, they had like mortgages and stuff, but this is something that's like relatively new to our modern world and it's really fucking with people. So, um, 
a couple of uh, if uh, a couple things like if I'm talking to younger people in the audiences, the most important thing is if you're not in debt is don't ever 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 get into debt. Don't ever do things. Uh, if you uh, don't ever buy things on credit that you can't afford to pay off in full each month. A lot of people get these credit cards like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting, money. getting five cents off for, for every gallon I'm spending on gas. And, oh, I'm getting 3% cash back for clothes purchases at Target this month. Mm-hmm. But um, that is only a positive thing if you rack up $500 in your credit card and you can pay it off at the first of every month. Because then, I mean, yeah, if you're disciplined enough and you're, you know, you, you follow some of these other financial freedom things and you want to get a credit card and start taking advantage and it's like, you know, it, it's like getting the edge on the house by counting cards and blackjack. Sure, you can do it. It's an advanced tactic. It's not something that someone should just walk in a casino and try to do. Um, but stay out of debt. Don't buy things that you can't afford to pay off for full each month. Exceptions for debt. House. Most people uh, cannot afford to buy a house in cash. Uh, house is sometimes an appreciating asset. A lot of times it can be less expensive than to stay at an apartment and rent, etc. Education, which is essentially investing in yourself. Um, be careful because you can get into a shit ton of debt and education. So um, much. Uh, make sure you know when when you're looking at degrees, and I hate this because I think you should be able to do education for its own sake. But you know, check out what the job market's like and, mm-hmm. and what these careers are paying, um, and the interest rates on the loans you're getting, um, and your car. In America, it's very hard; uh, it's impossible in many areas to get to and from your work without a car. So a lot of people have to have that, um, and uh, you know, so, sometimes it's it's more than you can that you can swing. Uh, and people get get stuck in that. But if you're in debt, what can you do to get yourself out of debt? Um, there's a couple things you can try. Again, this is if you're if you're more disciplined and you want to try this, uh, is to refinance. There is a lot of companies that will take your money and, in exchange for a small fee, arrange this stuff for you. But they can't do anything that you can't do yourself. Um, and for example, one thing you can do is get, uh, let's say, if you have. $12,000 worth of credit across three different credit cards and you've got a vet bill from the time your dog broke its leg and you're still paying off that laptop with your on, on your Best Buy credit program and you got a new Apple phone. Or, uh, what you can do is you can get like a $15,000 credit card and transfer all those balances onto that at one lower rate and then cut up every fucking card. <laughs> all those old cards, cut them up. The card that you just got to transfer the balances, cut that fucker up too because you're never going to use it. You're just going to pay down that debt. What a lot of people do is they get in these refinance programs is they get, you know, they, they pay off all their credit cards and they got this lower monthly, lower interest rate payment and then they go back and they rack up those credit cards again and then you're in double trouble because you can't refinance again because you're probably going to be at your credit limit. So you're, you're, you're kind of fucked. Um, another thing is if you own a home and you've got some equity in it, you can try to get a home equity loan because a lot of those are going to be half the rate, if not lower of credit cards, but the same caveat, if you do this, you have to get rid, you can't, you, you, you have to use it to get out of debt. You can't just go and rack up everything again. So, um, it's not my preferred method because, uh, if you could do that successfully, you probably wouldn't be in the debt that you're in. At least that was the case. When I was, you know, deeply in debt in my late 20s. Um, So how can you uh, get out of debt uh, without relying on some kind of quick fix? 
First step is to set up a budget. And what a budget is, is essentially writing down every dollar that comes in. So every source of income you have, and then every dollar that comes out. A lot of times um, you are going to have to look at credit card statements and bank statements, and you're going to have to set up a spreadsheet, for example. Go to sheets.google.com mm-hmm. and just put a, just a line. You know, here's a, you know, a $15 I spent at Starbucks. Here's $37 I spent at Speedway. Here's... You know, uh, $115 I paid to Comcast. Every single one gets logged in. And then at the end, at each month, are you making more or are you making less? If you're making more, congratulations, because the next steps are going to be a lot easier. But a lot of people find themselves in a situation where they're actually paying out more money than they're making each month, which is a financial death spiral. That's the road to bankruptcy and, and ruin. So if you're negative... That's the problem. You got to create a surplus. How can you do that? Um, one way is, you know, if you, you you dug yourself in a hole and you want to dig yourself out and fill it back in, is to get a bigger shovel, which is finding more work. So if you got a full time job, can you Uber? Can you Lyft? Can you deliver pizzas? Babysit kids? Walk dogs? Check out Craigslist? Check out next you know nextdoor.com, uh, Odds and ends things. Um, things that you can do to quickly make extra money so that you can take the next step we're going to talk about. Avoid scams like multi-level marketing schemes uh, that promise you that you can get rich quick and make a lot of money, but it's not really a job. It's not really work. It's you spending money. Um, so avoid that that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of times, you know, I've seen people do weird things like, oh, you should go and collect scrap or recycle aluminum cans. or do, But you got to calculate the cost of driving around and doing all that shit versus how much money you're going to make in. Um, but anyway, uh, the other thing is if you are contributing to a retirement plan, which is generally good, stop. Because the return that you're making on any investing or savings right now are going to likely be dwarfed by the interest rate you're paying on credit cards, cars, et cetera, like that. Next thing is sell things. You know, if you've got an expensive car payment, get rid of that. Try to find a beater 2000, $1,500, $2,000, $2,500. You know, Reddit's always talking about the 10-year-old Toyota Corolla. Uh, find a reliable car that you can afford. Uh, buy that. Get rid of the $30,000 car that you're paying $700 a month on. Um, if you have, uh, something that you're not using, you can sell it in Craigslist or Facebook marketplace or any of those places, anything that you, anything is not nailed down and can make useful income for you, sell it, uh, cancel cable. You got your budget, right? Now just put everything in order and go down. What are the things you can mark out of, of those things? Um, you know, what can you live without eating out? Good example. Um, cable, uh, the frivolous things like a Swizzbold Patreon subscription, just just all that stuff that you <laughs> anything that you don't need to live and provide for your family, uh, cut it out. No, don't cancel that. Make no. that the last thing. At it's least. A, yeah, if you you know it's if it's you or, or eating this month, you, you gotta you gotta go with the the eating this month. <laughs> um, and then yeah, stop eating out. So many people spend so much money on, and it adds up so quick. Like if uh, that's one of the reasons I got in debt in my twenties is that I was. Uh, working at a job and you got lunch every day and it's really easy to go through, you know, uh, Chipotle, for example, mm-hmm. and twelve dollars mm-hmm. uh, go through Jimmy John's ten bucks. You know, it's like that shit just adds up. And, you know, if you're spending ten bucks a day to eat lunch, it's two hundred dollars a month. 
easy easy yeah, and least. you can re- you can replace that with a you know ham sandwich you make at home for uh, a fraction of that so live like a college kid and you can take this as extreme as you want but like what when, when i got out of debt i went like full college kid mode eating beans and rice ramen noodles because i wanted to make as much progress as fast as i could you don't have to be that extreme but the more extreme you are the faster you got out of debt and the faster you can go on with your life the second thing is once you establish a surplus that means you're taking in more money than you're spending each month is you want to establish a thousand dollar emergency fund that way, if your car's engine blows up or you're, you got some kind of leaky roof that you need someone to do some shingle work or you got a plumbing problem, what uh, the, you, you got a, a, a tooth that needs filled, you don't have to get a line of credit. You can just pay that out of the emergency fund. If you do, the first step is to go back and fill that emergency fund up to $1,000. $1,000, why? It's just a nice round number. It usually covers most of this kind of stuff, and that will keep you from having to dip into credit. The next step is take the surplus that you've got after you got the emergency fund is start uh, a payment system that uh, is called the snowball method. The snowball method is you pay off your debts and once you pay off one debt, you take that payment amount and apply it to the next one. Let me explain. And there's two schools of thought here. You can take all your debts, like all your credit card bills, uh, your student loans, all that kind of stuff, and you can put them in order of highest interest rate to lowest interest rate and start paying off the top one. But I like to advocate for the smallest total balance because the whole idea of, the sm- of a snowball is you start small and it rolls downhill and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So if you have like a monthly payment of $25 because you're paying off your Google Pixel you know, phone mm-hmm. that you got from the Google credit financing store, um, pay that off first because then let's so, so let's say your surplus each month is uh, $150. Uh, you pay and you're paying $25 a month of your Google f- uh, phone. Pay that extra $150 on your Google phone until you pay it off, and then take that Google phone payment of $25, add it to the $150. Now you got $175 to pay the next debt. Let's say it's $100 a month. Pay that down. Take the whole $175, pay that towards the, the debt. Once you paid that off, then you take the $100 you just eliminated there back and add it to the $175. Now you get $275 you're paying on the next debt. The idea is. It gets faster and faster. Plus, you start the small stuff first. And when you pay that first one off, it's like an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It keeps you more motivated. So I like to pay it in, in decreasing or increasing uh, order of increasing balances. But, you know, it's whatever floats your boat. It's it's absolutely better to pay off in order of interest rate mm-hmm. because that's but, you know, there's also a psychology aspect to this, keeping yourself motivated. Um, so you do not have to have a dead social life to pull this off. Although it's kind of nice to be doing this in, you know, Corona when we're kind of like (laughs) dead social life anyway. Uh, But there's tons of free activities. Look at your local YMCA. Look at your local library for programs and activities. They got a lot of times a lot of free painting classes, free music classes, poetry readings, uh, the screening of movies and whatnot. You can always go hiking. There's all kinds of free concerts and lectures. Every city uh, has free art museums and mm-hmm. other museums you can go to. There's so much things you can do without spending money. And it's kind of a fun challenge to, you know, each week get your uh, copy of the City Beat or whatever the local indie, you know, what's going on kind of magazine that your, your yeah. city's got and, and go through and try to find the kind of fun, uh, frugal, inexpensive things to do. Um, if you have any sudden expenses, you know, 
take it, pay it out of your emergency fund. Then if you do that again, pause the snowball until you build your emergency fund back up to that thousand dollars and then continue. Once you have the snowball done, it's time to start doing things like looking for three to six months of, of, of living expenses, looking to save those up into an account, not income three to six months of living expenses. Once you get that done, you can start thinking about investing and retirement strategies, but you're going to be in so much better position um, and then also just, yeah, from that point, stay out of debt. You know, if you want to go on vacation, Christmas is coming up, get a separate savings account and start saving a little bit towards that thing and never put it on a credit card. Always just pay cash. Another uh, helpful thing. I got this tip off of Dave Ramsey. Um, in fact, Dave Ramsey's website has got a lot of cool utilities that he's got like some budget apps and some snowball calculator apps, uh, that are free. Um, is that uh, you can work on a cash-only basis because a lot of people, um, there's a reason that casinos nowadays have gone away from like chip and money system and has gone to the plastic card. Uh-huh. Because when you're feeding quarters, it's like, God damn, I'm feeding a lot of quarters. But if you just got a plastic card in there and you're pulling the thing, it's much easier to spend money. The same thing about credit cards and debit cards. You can spend $200 on a debit card and it doesn't feel like nothing. Mm-hmm. You peel, what is it? 10 20 bills to pay that same amount that's a lot of money so one thing dave uh, uh advocates for is getting envelopes taking the money you make each month dividing it up into all the different envelopes like here's the envelope that holds my rent here's the envelope that holds my car payment here's the envelope that is doing my snowball and then you've got the surplus like you know food and fun once that's gone it's gone yeah. it's ramen and, and rice and beans time baby <laughs> uh and that keeps you kind of like intentional about your spending um, but anyway, those are some uh, helpful tips. Those are all things that helped me. Um, mm-hmm. you know, after I got divorced, I had something like $50,000 with the debt and I went for like, like, you know, I, I, I listened to Dave Ramsey's show every day, uh, you know, to kind of keep myself encouraged and, 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 and whatnot. And I just lived as frugal a life as I could to pay that off as, uh, as, as fast as I can. And it took me a while, but once it was done, oh man, it feels so good. And as recently because I got back into debt to do the whole bald move podcasting thing. Just recently, I've gotten back out of debt. And oh, my mm-hmm. God, it feels so much feels so much better. Yeah. This so. year, I got out of debt for the first time ever since. I mean, because it's hard for young people to to establish credit, to do anything on their own unless you're opening a credit card. It's about the only way. No, they even tra- then, I mean, y- it's y- super difficult to open a credit card because you don't have credit. Yeah, they 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 send you solicit for credit stuff, um, like as kids are graduating for from high school. Yeah, like sign up so, for your credit card. So predatory, and they don't teach you any of the bad things about that. Because like, you know, the dirty little secret about credit cards is if you pay the minimum amount each month, you will never ever ever pay that off. And mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll pay seventeen to eighteen percent APR, as much as twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven percent if your credit's shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's insane. That's yeah. insane. So if you do have the money and you are still in debt, sometimes credit card companies will uh, negotiate with you. So you can offer them less than what your total bill is Yeah. to just pay it off and be done. And please never <laughs> open a credit card with us again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I like, uh, cause like a lot of times the credit counseling services will do that too. They just yeah. call up people and they, Hey, they can't pay. $3,000 will you take 2400 Yeah. And they'll charge you for it. 
And but it's something you can do yourself. And also sometimes that dings your credit. Sometimes you'll get like, you know, not paid as agreed, which isn't as bad as going bankrupt or just not paying. Right. But like, I don't know if your credit's trashed anyway, who cares? And also if you live this life and you start doing this, like you'll need credit less and less. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, I went through a period of bad credit for a couple of years too. And yeah. Um, getting out of debt's a great way to, uh, turn that thing around so yeah i use the i use the chase app and here's my account number no (laughs) (laughs) they've recently started giving you free credit checks so it doesn't count against you know running your own credit check but they keep it updated Mm -hmm. and i have a good credit score now for the first time in my life yeah you actually had a better credit score than us than i did when we bought the house yeah i I needed your name on the (laughs) the mortgage i I couldn't swing it by myself because i'm just a stupid podcaster with yeah irregular income (laughs) it feels it feels really nice it's like kate moss says she said nothing feels or nothing tastes as good as being skinny feels. You know what? Fuck her. It's like, you know what? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Nothing feels as good as being out of debt and just free of the shackles of capitalism. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. Like, um, you it, it sucks if you're in this and you feel like it's hopeless. Um, but, you know, getting a, establishing a budget and doing this to whatever extent you can and and almost any circumstance is going to be better than a lot of people just kind of put their fingers in their ears and go la 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 about an increasingly worsening financial situation and they don't act until it's too late yeah um and I, it's tough it's tough it's stuff that like it's hard for me to practice uh what i preach sometimes but you know one one weird trick. One weird trick. Don't beat yourself up if you can't do it perfectly, or even if you can't do it all. It's not. It has nothing to do with your self worth. But uh, if you can do it and you're positioned to do so, highly encourage it because it, it does feel it does feel amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, that's enough out of us. We talked too much. People have heard quite enough, Cecily. Too much by far. Quite enough indeed. Now it's time for us to shut up and listen to you. Let the people speak. The people. Do you need a weird trick to help you out of a jam? What are your weird tricks? Share them with us. It's so easy. Just send in that feedback to OWT at SwizzBolt.com. Remember, we'll only use your name if you explicitly request us to do so. Otherwise, we just make up a clever name to call you. <laughs> or you can suggest a clever name, anonymous name yourself. We, we, but, but we love naming things. We, we, don't, do. we don't mind that at all. All right, Cecily, what's our first uh, one weird trick petitioner? Our first one is a follow-up from Axe to Grind, who you may remember from our 16th episode. Uh, They were wondering how to address a college student with an internship at a company that uses AAVE, which means African-American Vernacular English. And here's what their follow-up is. They used to call that Ebonics. I wonder why they changed. I don't know. I always hated the word Ebonics. It felt... It sounded racially charged. I mean, uh, I mean, but it is. Yeah. But it just felt like derogatory. Hooked on Ebonics worked for me. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'll move on to African-American vernacular English. Yeah, that's the new term. Okay, so the axe to grind part two. I just got a call from my college student. And after completing a summer internship, he was accepted to our most prestigious program called School of Retail Leadership or Sorrel. <laughs> I think you're supposed to say the letters, but I like Sorrel. Sorrel sounds like Rick Grimes. Sorrel. <laughs> Once completed, 
he will be an assistant store director, putting him on the path to run his own store someday. He called to thank me for all the support I gave him, and I am so proud of all of his hard work. And that I didn't ruin the relationship by putting my foot in my mouth on the axe topic. Oh, this is the the person that uh, that, that was, said this. Uh, he wasn't using proper English. Said axe, axe, axe. A question. Uh, no, I'm. I you know these. Hey, Working. these weird tricks work. Yeah, they work. really do. Not guaranteed, but they but they do work. They do um, work. And you know, it's like this thing. It's like um, I'm glad we we're able to help you because, like, I feel like those are the kind of things that when you know, well-meaning people get themselves in that situation, it blows up in their face, and then. You know, they start to feel a certain way about a thing. And uh, yeah, if you get ahead of that whole cycle, it really helps out everybody. Yeah, this is a safe space. There's no stupid questions here. Yeah, yeah. Ask us all the stupid questions. <laughs> Ask us all the stupid questions. Yeah, we, we will them. make fools of ourselves on your behalf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, on the new business, Pornhub Pickle. <laughs> that oh, sounds boy. like a hot new topic. Oh, boy. <laughs> they uh, moved on from incest to pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Step pickle. <laughs> Step pickle. You can't like I. Cause I think it's a weird world. Hot like you pickle. can't actually de- like I. I. I wondered like what is all what's all this shit about step brothers and sisters and things like that. And I guess it's against the rules to say it's brother and sister. Oh, is that what it is? But if it's step brother, it's okay because you won't You're have not actually related. You won't have genetically fucked up children in this weird fantasy. Right. I wonder because if you that's could... the only problem. Sure. <laughs> no, I wonder if you could have brother and sister sex as long as everyone wore condoms. <laughs> We're being responsible. <laughs> We're being responsible about the brother. Anyway, Pornhub Ooh. Pickle says I'm in a bit of a pickle here and I need some advice. The other day, I was scrolling through the old Pornhub and found a video featuring someone who's both a friend and colleague. Ah. Gasp. I didn't notice this when I was watching the actual video since you can't see your face in it, but the name of the profile that posted the video is a dead giveaway. Oh, man. Oh, man. There's a confession in here somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so immediately after I came. Yeah. Was right before I closed the browser window, I noticed. Um, it happens to be her first and middle name. I know it has to be her since she has a unique first and even rarer middle name, and when put together, they're pretty odd slash funny. Under normal circumstances, I obviously would never tell her about accidentally finding the video. But here's the issue. We're both young college professors. Sounds like you're on your way to starring in a Pornhub yeah, series yourself. Yeah, so this is a setup. Uh, <laughs> hot young co-eds. No, let's let's, hey, let's, let's Keep take it. this serious. Let's take this serious, okay? We're both young college professors. I know for a fact that in an indu- introductory lecture for every course she teaches, she explicitly tells her students that about her funny first middle name pairing, Oop. just as a sort of here's a weird quirky thing about me. It's an icebreaker. So sooner or later, one of her students is going to stumble on the video and recognize the name, or maybe a bunch will, or even worse, one shithead student will send it around to others and it might go viral on our college campus. All of this is 100% avoidable if she changes her P-Hub profile name. I can't recommend doing that without having to go through the whole awkward, oh, yeah, I've seen you in your most vulnerable, intimate moments thing. I've watched your porn. <laughs> I have some feedback. Uh, <laughs> I have a note on on, the, on on your stage name. We first met and became, okay. At this point, I had a very clear idea of what I wanted to say. Same. And then I get to this point in the email, and I'm I'm feeling a little bit different. I'm, I'm curious to see what you have to think about it. 
We first met and became friendly about five years ago because we were working under the same professor in grad school. We never really hang out outside of work, but are pretty close at work and attend conferences together where usually we stay in the same Airbnb together. This I swear to is... God, this is a Pornhub setup. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's an adjugin, adjunct, adjunct, what is it? Adjunct. Assistant step professors <laughs> staying in Airbnb. And they have to fix the plumbing in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, ca- the cable pizzas. went out. Can you bend over and look at the... Um, we feel comfortable enough to get drunk around each other, talk about our respective romantic partners, and somewhat about our sex life. My question is, what do I do? Do I tell her to change her Pornhub name? Um, the other question would be, how would you recommend I go about doing this? What should I say? What medium, text, phone call, or in person would be preferable? Whew, oh, boy. Um, so what would your advice be before the added You found context? out there's a five-year relationship that's somewhat intimate. I'd be like, stay the fuck away from this. There is no possible way you can bring this up without seeming creepy and threatening. And also, she is an, an adult. adult making adult decisions. She, I mean, maybe she's got some self-destructive death porn wish that she wants to be found out. I mean, there's a million different things. But she's an adult and she's doing something with adult and she and is taking the, the risks and assuming the consequences and nothing good can happen. And she's you from know, you telling her she's taking the time to make sure that her face isn't shown. So right. there is some plausible deniability. I agree. And you know what? There are some content creators that just don't care. There are yeah. that have successful jobs and careers and maybe they, they want to change. They also want to make money off of their sexuality or maybe they want to pe- change people's minds. Maybe she's hoping that someone will challenge her so she can make a big deal and, and uh, mm-hmm. change people's minds about sex work. Either way, it is nothing but fraught with peril for you to like just sidle up to somebody at work and be like, hey, I saw your porn. And, you know, you might want to change. Yeah. Think about change your name. I mean, I right. she, I mean, just... I agree with his analysis. I think this is inevitable that if she does have that unique name combination and uh, makes a point to tell all of her classes about that, it. that and the hundreds and thousands of students that she'll see in her career, that somebody will do the same thing that you did and make that connection. And people are fucking assholes. Right. Um, I mean, she's a college professor, so she seems like a a smart woman, mm -hmm. and you don't need to control her or, uh, control is too strong of a word, you don't have to protect her. Yes. You don't have to protect her from anything, because again, a smart adult who is um, profiting off of her sexuality and normalizing sex work, that's fine. Uh... Now, and the other thing is, like, if that does blow up in her face, like, you know, su- support her, like, you know, like, uh, yeah. d- d- don't, don't, don't shame and scold, like, oh, you know, what'd you expect to happen? You got your first, letter, you know, yeah, because uh, the shitty thing is to expose a person that's obviously not one to be exposed. Um, okay. However, that's not the situation. No. They have been known each other for five years. They've had a close working relationship. They've slept in the same room. They've talked about sex life. How does that change things, Cecily? I I would say that you can uh, talk to her about it. I mean, if you've talked about your sex life, uh, masturbation is a totally healthy thing to do. So spending time... Maybe you leave that part out, though. Like, like I wouldn't spending, leave it, though. Just saying, like, spending time on Pornhub yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is fine. Yeah. So you don't have to say, I went there and... I mean, I don't think that's what you did. But you don't have to say, well, I was just Googling your name and this came up. That you came across this thing and wanted to let her know in the interest of uh 
what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, yeah, it's like it's it's different when you have a friend that you're trying to like if I if I have a a friend that I know, I'm going to be a little bit more willing to be protective or like, mm-hmm. hey, can I, you know, can I, I I see you're doing something and it's like versus a stranger, you know, it, it's a little bit more of a it's much more there's much more temerity or presumption to go up to a person who's just an acquaintance or a colleague right. versus someone that you actually consider a friend. Um, and you honestly can say that she considers you a friend and you have that kind of relationship, then, you know, I mean, it's still, it's, it's, it's still the same rules apply. Like she is an adult and she knows what she's doing and I'm sure she's probably considered it, but yeah. And I mean, it is even weirder that it, I mean, she did just pop up on your feed because mm-hmm. I don't think he said that he searched for her name, but she popped up. So, I mean, that's a perfectly innocent reason to have seen that. Because I wonder if, like, I don't know much about Pornhub's, like, um, heuristics and algorithms. Yeah. But I almost wonder if they're, uh, especially for the amateur content, if there's some geolocation where they... That's weird, right? <sighs> yeah, but I... Be weird. It would be weird to do that for the people who do want to protect their identities. If you're like, "Hey, here's this person," you might recognize. But it might because, like, like also from like a purely, I I do think there's a fascination, like, uh, you know, those like Playboy magazines, girls from the Midwest college, you know, like, uh, like they'd have girls from the Big Ten posing nude, and yeah, that was always, you know, like, hey, it's 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 almost part of the fantasy that like, oh, it could be someone here, right? Singles in your area, yeah. <laughs> Porn stars in your zip code. Like I can see, like from a purely business uh, side, that that would be something that maybe they. I don't know. That does seem crazy from an anonymous thing, but like, does yeah. Pornhub give a shit about people? You know, getting recognized and their lives ruined. Probably not. Probably, Probably not, not, or they wouldn't be in their business. Um, right. Tell her to. Maybe suggest starting an OnlyFans instead so she can make money. How much money do you make on Pornhub, do you think? I have no idea. It just depends. I actually read an art. Uh, I follow a sex worker, and they broke it down to, like, on OnlyFans, like, it's like any other pyramid type of thing. That, like, the top one, the top 1% of money makers make exponentially more than, like, the top, the, the 5 to 3%, and then the the the, the 0.1% on that make an exponential do- amount more. It's like, you know, it gets the, if, if you're, like, the 90 percentile and only fans, you're not making shit. But if you're in the top 5%, I, I don't know how much money you make on that. Yeah. Um, Figure out for... You guys are comfortable enough to get drunk around each other, uh, you know? Take Don't her get out drunk for, for this conversation, no. though. <laughs> take her out for a drink or something and just say, like, hey, you know what's weird? There's this person on Pornhub who has the same middle and first name as you. Yeah. And yours is so unique. So you think in person versus phone call or text? Definitely. As a woman, because I, 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 as a, I was wondering what you thought as a woman, because, like, it could be, I can imagine that being intensely embarrassing, like, in person. I think it's much easier to read body language. And well, when you're there, I mean, I wouldn't, like, corner her in a room. But, you know, somewhere on on campus in front of people, don't make her feel uncomfortable like you're hitting on her. Say, you know, coming from as a as a as a friend. And mm-hmm. if she's visibly uncomfortable, then back off and do what it's it's totally inappropriate to try to do some anonymous thing right like if you got a hotmail account and be like hey i'm just that would be interesting I'm, hey, but then like, she I, might I, feel I, like I don't she's being blackmailed yeah i don't want to just be hey i'm not i do, I'm, I'm not doing it i just want you to know 
as a uh, a person that go, that attends this school that I found this and you know I hate I but yeah like there's no way to say that that doesn't sound creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. It, it also feels like it's. <sighs> I wonder because the other thing is like I I would hate for this to blow up in the person's face. I wonder if there's a way to like ask some kind of like legal or like um uh whatever the co- the college equivalent is of an HR department of like just hypothetically if I found a student or faculty member that had this thing nah, I don't, what what should I do to kind of cover your ass I mean is that is that against the rules Yeah I don't I, I don't think it's against the rules but I can easily see a situation where a person if if like he doesn't have the right words or whatever um like this gets blown up into something but I, I that's where it's like you need to be rock so- solid Oh you mean for him to like approach her and Yeah and tell this and like could this be a, could it be construed as blackmail in its first face to face like I don't know but like that's where it's like you have to be really sure you have to be really secure in that friendship if yeah. you're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to really know that, like, hey, I'm not joking. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to pin, pin this into some bullshit porn hub. And you uh, both hot have... college professor, step professor <laughs> type thing. It's like, you got to, yeah. And they both have their, he says they have their own respective romantic, romantic partners. partners yeah. So, um, hope it's not misconstrued as something creepy. If you have an active romantic partner, uh, you might want to bring them into the loop too. You know, just be like, "Hey, I'm I'm thinking of doing this, etc." Yeah. Um, because I, I, but yeah, it's 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 tricky. It's tricky. I think it's the right thing to. I think I would do the same thing in your position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've had a, a difficult conversation or two with like coworkers about. Um, it wasn't about this kind of thing. It was more of like, "Hey, you're skirting pretty close to like well published rules in HR." about behavior with uh, a client or an employee and like i you know like i because because some, sometimes people is like yeah everyone's a resp- responsible adults right but sometimes people are dumb and they don't they don't think things through and you know someone just kind of taking in and not in a judgmental way but just kind of leveling with them of like hey do you you really understand what you're doing here can be a wake-up call so yeah tough one but it is a tough one no matter what happens Please, Please fill us in. <laughs> send us that update. Send us that that uh, step professor link or whatever video you guys end <laughs> yeah. up making. <laughs> send that to. It's got to be at least 720p or I won't fuck with it. You know, <laughs> I got uh, <laughs> VR if available. Um, oh, Jesus. So anyway, yeah. Hope hope that was helpful. Yeah. Good fucking luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aaron will be back next week for another three right turns, and then we will be back together in two weeks after that for more one weird tricks. If you have any feedback for us or you have any requests for weird tricks, you can email us at owt at swizzbald.com. Swizzbald? Swizzbald. While you're at it, treat yourself to something nice at merch.swizzbald.com. The holidays are coming up soon. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I might cancel Christmas. Yeah. Are you going to bet against it? <laughs> no. I ain't going to. Uh, and thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We could not be doing this without you. Um, thanks for, you know, snowballing your money into our accounts. <laughs> and could- I have a hoot each uh, monthly uh, stream. It's a yeah. lot of fun hanging out with people. We uh, usually talk about a bunch of depressing shit. But uh, find a way to laugh about it and then kind of encourage each other. It's it's a good time. Yeah. 
You can become a patron if you're not already at patreon.com slash swizzbold. I especially want to thank all of our Fred level patrons by name right now. Angelo Morano, Arvind Rao, Jenny, Brandon Navito, Laura Luthi, Mark Hahn, Byron Rasmussen, George P. Burdell, Greg Rasp, James Taylor, Jared Harrelman, Lisa Singleton, Jordan Hoyt, and Kira Grusho. Thanks so much again, and we'll see you next time. See you then.